I am Melinda, the host of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. I am an attorney who put fear aside and dove headfirst into doing the work to become sober. Have you also let fear hold you back from becoming sober? Have you been worried that becoming sober will affect your career or just your everyday life? Or are you already sober and just want to listen to another professional sober woman navigate through sobriety and share stories and advice learned along the way? If so, this is the podcast for you. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite mocktail and let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Today, I want to talk about my sober toolkit. When I first became sober, I heard a lot about having a sober toolkit, essentially what you look to and the tools that you use when you're having a trigger or a difficult time in your sobriety. I found that I really wasn't sure what tools I would like for my sober toolkit. And like many things, there's always different suggestions as to what you could use in difficult times. So today I want to talk about my top tools in my toolkit. I do want to say though, everybody is different. So what works for me might not work for you. But what I can say is this, I encourage everyone to try different things because I found that in different stages of my sobriety journey, some tools worked for me and some did not, where at another time, a tool that didn't work for me before worked great for me. So I would always keep tweaking what tools are in my toolkit and I still tweak to this day. But today I have a few what I like to call my core eight in my sober toolkit. And I would like to share them with you and maybe they will resonate and you'll be able to use them as well. My number one tool in my sober toolkit is journaling. Before I quit drinking, I hated journaling. I was never one to write down my thoughts, mainly because I was scared of my thoughts and really was nervous somebody would read my thoughts. But as I time progressed in sobriety, I found that journaling was very helpful for me. It allowed me to organize my thoughts, but it also allowed me to stop my head from constantly running on a hamster wheel. I would always, and I still do this to this day, find that I worry about things far past what I should worry about. And what I mean by that is this. If let's say I were to have bad news about something, I wouldn't just take the bad news at face value. I would speculate and create hypotheticals in my brain of, oh, well, this means, you know, down the road, maybe I'm dying if I got, let's say, high cholesterol results, something dramatic. It constantly made my mind made it worse. It was just making it bigger than it was. So I found that journaling about that, it really stopped me from my mind being in a hamster wheel. But I also would constantly, and I do, journal about things that bother me. And I'm really surprised to this day how well this has worked for me. An example of that is this. Like, for instance, actually last night I went to dinner and it was John, my significant other's birthday. And we went to a local restaurant. And while I was there, I saw somebody that I knew from an old job that I had worked. And seeing them, mind you, this was someone that I have drank with before, have been out with before. And it was only six o'clock at night and they were annihilated. Seeing her falling down, she wasn't able to have, forget a complete sentence. She was incoherent. I could not understand what she was saying. And she could barely stand up. And she was leaning all on me and hanging on me. And it really made me feel a lot of emotions. I was thinking, wow, I'm so glad that's not me anymore. And thinking about the times that I did act like that. So when I went home, rather than stew on it or let it 
fester in my head, I journaled about it and I wrote down what I was thinking and that always helps me. So I usually carry a journal with me at all times. That way, if I want to like take some notes or even write down random thoughts that I have, um, that's become a huge part of my life is journaling. The second thing is gratitude. I really established a gratitude, regular gratitude practice. Typically as part of my morning routine, I will write down three to five things that I'm grateful for. But rather than just write down, I'm grateful for X, I write down, I'm grateful for X because. And what I mean by that is this. I recently had a knee injury that prevented me from working out. So rather than just say, I'm grateful that my knee feels better or my knee works, I'll write, I'm grateful that my knee feels better because I remember this time last year when I wasn't able to take part in my favorite yoga class and being able to move my leg freely really makes me appreciate my body. And I found that by adding and adding because and the reason behind really took my gratitude to the next level. It really forced me to appreciate all sorts of things. But why do I appreciate it? What about what I'm grateful for? Why does it make me grateful? And I think that that has helped me really see that I do have so much to be grateful for. And while there are days that gratitude is not my natural go-to, I found that by knowing that I do and doing my regular gratitude practice, it forces me throughout the day to really look at everything around me and different experiences that I have and interactions that I have with people or even different events that I take part in and work on that they are something to be grateful for. And it really makes my day, it gives me a much more positive perspective of my day. The third thing that I also have in my toolkit are mocktails and non-alcoholic beverages. And this one I really think is seasonal for me dependent. There are some seasons in my sobriety that I'm all about the mocktails and the NA drinks, but there's also times where I just have no interest in them. But what I do like about it is that it does offer me an alternative to have a festive drink at a party or if I'm going to the lake, something to bring with me. So a lot of times I'll carry with me, if I'm going somewhere, a little cooler or a bag with the mocktail that I like or an NA. And of course, I have to share some of my favorites. My favorite, I would say, at the moment, which obviously, like other things, does change, my N.A. wine of choice right now is Spring in a Bottle by Wolfer Estate. I find that it has, it's kind of like a sparkling wine, so kind of a champagne alternative. I think it's delicious. It's not too sweet. I don't like sweet things. So I find, especially with wine, and I find that is to be a very good alternative. With N.A. beers, I do like Heineken 00, which is really, to me, I will have that at the lake on a summer day. Also, I do have like Athletic Brewing, any of their N.A. IPAs really do hit the spot for me. So I'll bring them with me. But like I said, depending on the season, I'm hit or miss if I want my N.A. or a mocktail. I do have to say, though, I am not the creative stir, let's mix a mocktail. I do know some people are, and I admire that, but that's just not me. Another thing in my sober toolkit is community. I honestly did not understand or appreciate the value of community in sobriety until I found my community. I have tried quitting drinking before, and I know what I lacked was community. I really leaned into and needed to have a group of like-minded sober women that I was able to talk to about things. I was able to reach out to them and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. What are your thoughts? Or have them reach out to me and have constant dialogue about different experiences that I've been going through because it really takes the 
isolation out of it. And I found that even though I didn't have that in-person sober community, that rather than isolate myself, I really leaned into these women that are my friends and my family. And having a group of women who understand what you're going through and are also going through it was a game changer for me. So I think that the community, that is definitely a tool that I use all year round and have really latched onto. Another tool in my sober toolkit is reading and podcasts. So I've always been a huge reader my whole life, but now since I've quit drinking, I read a lot of personal growth books. That for me is something that resonates with me. So for instance, I found in sobriety that I love to read a lot of Dr. Brene Brown. I absolutely love the new Rob Dial book, Level Up. I like reading about boundaries, the most urban book. I just like to read a book that I can learn something from and apply those what I learned to my own life. That has been a game changer for me. So one of my steady habits is every morning I read one chapter of a personal growth book and I take notes and it's something I do every single day and has helped me. I also listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, shocking, right? So that's one thing that made me want to start this podcast is that I leaned into a lot of podcasts. So some of the podcasts that I regularly listen to that have helped me tremendously is Mel Robbins. I mean, I can't say enough about how much I appreciate her podcast. So I listen to her podcast. I listen to Rachel Hollis. I've been a huge Rachel Hollis fan for years. So her podcast, the Start Today podcast has helped me. Also, I listen to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, which is geared toward addiction and mainly sobriety. So that has helped me learn and to apply tools and tidbits here and there. I also listen to Rob Dial's Mindset Mentor. Love it. So all of these different tools that I have in all these podcasts and books that I read, I will throw podcasts on when I'm driving. And I just really like constantly always learning. And I feel that I'm constantly expanding my knowledge and trying to do something better for myself. So the podcast and reading has been really helpful for me. Another tool in my sober toolkit is therapy. So therapy has been really big for me because I've learned how to cope and deal with feelings that I had never really experienced. So in sobriety, I think what's definitely different from when I was drinking was when I was drinking, I drank to suppress. I drank to not feel. I drank to hide the way that I had been feeling. And with sobriety, I was forced to face the emotions. I was forced to sit in it. I was forced to understand or learn how to deal with how I was feeling. And with sobriety and therapy, it really taught me to understand causes of why I've been drinking and causes of certain emotions. And by going to therapy and really doing the work and leaning into the therapy, I learned I had issues with things I had no idea I had issues about, which is good and bad, but was also things that I had been suppressing and I did not know I'd been suppressing. So therapy has been a huge tool in my toolkit. I go regularly. I go every two weeks. That way, even on during the weeks that I am feeling great, it's still nice to be able to talk about things and stay in contact with my therapist. So that has been a game changer for me. And, I, and I've said it before, I do think everyone should have a therapist. I think that it's always helpful to talk to somebody or talk things out with somebody that is unbiased and really has no really no gain or no part in whether or not you work something out and they are, can give you an unbiased opinion. Another thing in my sober toolkit, which the fact that this is in my sober toolkit is kind of laugh, I have to laugh, uh, is exercise and movement. So I always have had a love-hate relationship with exercise. I've never been that person that gets excited about going to the gym. The time that I feel my best involving the gym is when I'm leaving the gym. 
So the fact that I regularly use this as a tool, my toolkit is just kind of humorous to me. But I find that exercise has been great for me mentally. And the times that I really know the difference or see the difference and the benefit of exercise are really the days that I don't work out because I can see how my anxiety builds up and the stress is built up. So exercise has been great for me to kind of get my energy moving, get my motivation going. And it really, with the endorphins, does make me feel better emotionally and more equipped to handle my day. So I always like to get movement in, but also too, though, it depends on my season, what movement I'm I'm doing. There's some times where I feel I need something more intense, like a spin class, a lifting class, or there's times where I really want to sit with my thoughts where I'll do a slower yoga flow class, which is great because it incorporates bits of breathing and meditation. So it really depends on my season and how I feel. And there's times where just walk will we'll do. But I always constantly try to move my body just so I can be consistent with that. And last thing that's in my toolkit, the sober toolkit that I think has stayed pretty much from day one has been my why. Because my why is why am I sober? Why am I doing this? And why am I giving up alcohol for me. And I look at my why on days that I feel triggered, on days that I question anything. Why am I doing this? And typically when I think and force myself to think about my why, I'm not in a bad state very long because I think back as to how desperate I felt before I quit, to that feeling of sheer mental exhaustion and how I wanted to better my life for myself, for my family, and my why is strong. And by constantly thinking, keeping the my, my why in the back of my head has definitely helped me as a, as a tool. And I really think that that's something that is important to remember and address your why. Well, I hope today helped. And like I said, everyone's going to have different techniques and have different tools in their toolkit. And I just think it's important to find the toolkit that works for you. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Did you like the conversation and what you heard and want to hear more? Well, make sure to subscribe and follow Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. But also, if you have any ideas of future episodes, please email podcastwomenswork at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you.